Hello, my name is Monique Camella. I am a trauma-informed feminine empowerment, self-love and relationships coach. I created the Good Girl Unleashed podcast as a way to support you on your journey to liberating yourself from limiting beliefs, trauma, suppression, so that we can all come home and live authentically and unapologetically. I support my clients and my community with resolving trauma, releasing suppressed emotions in a safe, supportive way that allows them to reconnect to their authentic self and create a deeply fulfilling life and rich, nourishing relationships. I'm so grateful that you're here. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to the Good Girl Unleashed podcast. So I am here today with Janine um, and Janine and I connected through the Vita program through Layla Martin. We both journeyed through this incredible program last year and it has been life changing if I can put it in a couple of words. Um, I feel like there's not even really words to describe the experience. It was just phenomenal confronting, intense, magical. Um, and I had the pr privilege of connecting with Janina. We did a lot of practicum sessions together and exploration together. So it's been quite a magical journey and we've got to know each other quite well. So I'm really excited to have you on the podcast today. Today, we're going to be exploring self-pleasure, um, pleasure practices, using pleasure and sexual empowerment to build confidence, self-worth and passion in life. Uh, and we're going to just see where this this ride takes us. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited for this conversation. I'd love to just hand over to you and give you the opportunity just to share a little bit about yourself, your journey with self-pleasure, how it has impacted your life. Um, yeah, and what you're doing today. That sounds great. Thank you so much for having me. Mm. Um, hmm, where to begin? I'd say in terms of what brought me to where I am now is a combination of my personal transformation and divine timing. So I was a 30 year old who had never really masturbated or touched myself and was also a mom of two kids under two years old. And as my youngest um, was around probably one and a half two, at that point, it felt like my body wasn't really my own. It was in service to my kids, um, growing, birthing babies, feeding babies for four to five years. Um, so it's like a long time and I just felt very, very disconnected to my body, to myself. It was this like survival ride and mm. at the end of it, it's like, okay, who am I now? And so I embarked on a journey of really empowering myself, um, liberating my body, reclaiming it for me. And part of that was through self-pleasure. So I began with a weekly date night with myself, which started out with baths and journaling, some meditations, and then started exploring with self-pleasure more and more. And right away, I noticed the impact in my self-confidence, my energy, my presence, my playfulness, both with my kids and with my husband. I was like, oh, okay, I'm onto something. Like, let's keep playing around with this. And so my journey continued with that. And then I got to a point about a year and a half or so ago where where is that um, really giving it a good go of being a content creator for about five years and things were going okay with that but it just it wasn't at the right spot for me like something just wasn't fitting right I was pushing and pushing trying to do all these things and it just it wasn't my calling I really wanted to serve in a greater way. And so at around this time, I was really questioning things, trying to figure out what to do. I bought one of, or I actually signed up through Layla Martin's, one of her ads for a free lead magnet with a pleasure practice. And lo and behold, a few weeks later, got the invitation to the Vita program that we met. And at first I was curious, I booked the call, but I was like, no, that's going to be too much right now. But I kept thinking about it. And about a month later, I was like, you know what? 
I need to do this. And it was a little bit tricky financially, different things like were giving me a no. And I had this moment where it was just, no, I'm not going to take no for an answer. I'm going to do this. And that's where all of this divine timing really came in. And I feel like this is the work I've been doing for lifetimes. And the Vita program was really my upgrade in this present lifetime, updating me on all this information. It it feels so natural and I love the impact I've been able to make in women's lives and being able to do coaching and share about pleasure practices and have these conversations with people like you and like spread this message because this is such powerful, powerful, potent work that allows all of us to return to the wisdom of our bodies, of nature, of our cycles, our intuition, and just feel confident and empowered and really those leaders in our lives and our family. Mm. So that's kind of a little bit of a story of how I got here. <laughs> uh, I love that. And I can feel your passion and just how much this is just like in resonance with you. And it's so incredible to witness like when we reflect back on our journeys of how we got here. And it's like years ago, like say a year or two years or five years, it's like, we couldn't have seen this coming. It kind of is just like mm -hmm. so divine in how it all unfolded. And I'm mm -hmm. often talking about like, I was, I was fumbling through trying to find my way, like, what am I here to do? What am I here to share? Like, what's my purpose? <laughs> and it was just like, I felt like I was window shopping for so long until finally it was like bang and the thing hit. But then mm -hmm. everything that had ever been through all weaves into what I share today and I'm like oh my gosh I see the divinity in it all now but in that time when you're in the thick of it and you're confused and there's like that lack of clarity um, and a lot of disconnection as well um, especially like speaking about self-pleasure what I have found through having lots of different conversations now which is just what, the more of these conversations I have, the more I realize we need to be having more of them. <laughs> so mm -hmm. it's like, I can feel that mission growing of like, we, we need to be talking about this stuff. We need to be sharing the word. Um, but I can feel like that, that disconnection from our body, from our pleasure, from our sexuality, from our heart, from our expression, it really keeps us kind of stuck and lost. And we're kind of just fumbling through, um, but I also believe in the divinity of the journey and how much we learn as we continue to take the next step. And then when we can connect with more people having these conversations and be in more of these spaces, it's pretty incredible what can shift. And yeah, I remember the first time I heard of Layla and I was like, there were a few people um, at a breathwork training I was doing talking about the training they did with her. And I was like, oh, that sounds amazing. Like, I so want to do it. And then when I found Layla, I was like, oh, no, 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 too much, too much. <laughs> it was so <laughs> confronting, even just being in her energy. I was like, mm -hmm. no, nah, it's not for me. And I continued on my journey and I, I forgot about her. And then it was, um, yeah, 2022 where like her face popped into my head and I couldn't remember her name. I was like, oh my God, what's her name? What's her name? And I don't even know what happened. I kind of forgot about her again. And then I think it was like a couple of months after that moment that her name popped into my head and I looked her up and saw that, yeah, Vita was coming up and I was like, I feel like I have to do this. And I think I had similar experience, like financially, like, oh, that's a big investment. Like, can I make it work? But it was just a, a non-negotiable, like a full body yes. And so when we feel that, like I felt that with my breathwork facilitator training as well. And I had like literally no money living week to week. I was like, I have to do this. And the money always shows up when you're that full body. Yes. You feel that commitment. It just aligns. It finds a way to come to fruition um, is what I've experienced. But when I haven't been fully committed, that's when the money doesn't really show up. When I'm kind of like one foot in, one foot out, like umming, ahhing. <laughs> It doesn't really happen. Um, but yeah, it was so aligned for obviously both of us to be in that space. I love the piece that you shared around uh, like motherhood and how it feels like your body is not yours. And I've had a few conversations recently where it comes to sexuality, where it feels like our sexuality is not ours. And our sexuality is like for the man or like this thing that we have to do for someone else. Or sometimes there's this feeling like, my sexuality is either like if it's too much 
I, there's something wrong with me. If it's not enough, there's something wrong with me. And it's like, how do we kind of fit in? How do we belong? How do we get the love and the acceptance we crave when it's like, well, if I, if I'm too much, I'm not good enough or I'm not worthy. If I'm not enough, it's like, yeah, there's this confusion, if that makes sense. And so I love like this topic today around utilizing self-pleasure and cultivating a self-pleasure practice to build that self-confidence, to build uh, that connection to yourself and feel more empowered, like really igniting that spark of passion. I think it's such an incredible topic. Mm -hmm. It really is. And I just, it makes such an impact as you touched on with kind of like that tug and that pull, that pleasure not really being for us. That's definitely something I can relate to and something I've seen with the women I've worked with. Like we grow up, it's, it's all about the other person for the most part, right? Like we're lucky if we happen to get an orgasm, it's about doing it for them. There yeah. can be different parts of it. It's like in servitude to your partner. Yeah. So going through this type of journey, weaving and pleasure practices, really being able to reclaim it for yourself, mm -hmm. for your personal enjoyment, your birthright, really. Mm -hmm. And it just becomes so empowering and it builds that confidence. It builds that vitality. And it is just such a source of fuel in your life even in terms of one of the kind of surprising side effects I've noticed from all this work is my creativity. Like my creativity has just boomed mm -hmm. through this program, this journey that we've been through. And I didn't expect that at all, but it was over the summer. It was like out of nowhere, this creativity flowed through me. Like I was a kid again, doing all these different art projects and making these like beaded sun catchers for my house and having art days with my daughter. And it's just so incredible. The ripple effect that something as simple as like a pleasure practice yeah. truly has in all these different aspects of our life. It's so much more than just like pleasuring yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so true. And I find from that place, that full cup, that's where we can actually give more as well. So it's like when we talk about my sexuality is for my partner or my husband or for this or for someone else, um, even the way that I express during sexual sexual intimacy or intercourse or anything like I've got to make sound um, for them to know that they're doing a good job or that I'm enjoying it. <laughs> like I have to orgasm so they feel good about the fact that they got me to orgasm, but actually I just faked it or, <laughs> or I forced it. Mm -hmm. um, and again, so our orgasm is not even for us. It's like, again, like this pleasing and it's so deeply conditioned. But actually, it's when we start to fill up our own cup and connect to ourselves and have our own sacred self-pleasure practice that we have so much more to give to those around us. And we are more vibrant and more creative and more fun and more present because we're so in our body. And I feel like that to me is more what self-pleasure practice is for me. It's about connecting with myself and meeting what arises rather than just kind of getting off it's like let mm -hmm. me actually be with myself and have this sacred space and connect and that might be connecting like sexually with myself or it might just be like gentle touch or gentle massage or deep breathing yoni breathing there's so much you can do with your own self-pleasure practice it's not necessarily just masturbation and touching yourself it obviously can incorporate that as well but there's so much more available to us that we just haven't been aware of. I definitely had a lot of shutdown around self-pleasure and masturbation majority of my life. And this has been massively transformational for me in that area. Um, but even also being a mum, and a lot of my clients are mums and I find it is a common thing around feeling like your body's not yours. And I felt such deep grief and pain going through that process of becoming a mother that no one really talked about, at least not to me, <laughs> that grief of losing that body sovereignty and like, this is my body because now it's all about growing the baby and nourishing the baby and then breastfeeding the baby. And then it's like, you've got to do it breastfeeding for this long. And you've, I remember really getting kind of um, comments of just give him the boob, just give him the boob. I'm like, this is my boob. <laughs> yeah. And I just remember feeling like, oh my God, my body's not even mine. Mm -hmm. And it was such a painful experience. Um, 
and then even yeah like I've a lot of the mums that I've worked with all the women that I've worked with it's like sex has kind of become a chore or like an obligation something that they're expected to do and if they don't they're not a good wife um, mm -hmm. all these different stories coming up that actually disconnects us further yeah it becomes this like negative dark cloud I find that kind of hangs around us yeah. because it's like you mentioned there's that expectation tied to it then the guilt comes up then it start judging ourselves. is there something wrong with me should I be more motivated to do this why am I not that into it fearing their or partner's different thoughts and it just becomes this like big dark cloud that we carry around us and sex is such an innate part of who we are right like it's how humans are made it's our life force we see it throughout all of media all around us and of course those different things are going to come up there might be those different advances or even in shows or certain songs come on like it's all around us and having this like dark cloud or this negative thing hanging over us every time these little things come up it weighs really heavily like it's quite the weight to carry and that's what's incredible about doing these this journey through pleasure practices with really that intention I'm very similar to you like you touched on is for me it was about connecting with my body connecting with myself and then through that it just became this portal of transformation and I love one of the things Layla said at one of our very first calls and I believe she said it was a tantric principle and it's that the greatest transformation comes through the taboo and that's what I personally found myself um, experiencing because, like I said, there's this big weight, sexuality is everywhere. Um, we get all these mixed messages and it becomes this like shame, guilt, all this heaviness to it. So when we confront that, when we explore that, get curious about it, face all of those different dark feelings we're having, begin to accept all those different desires we have, that playfulness, when we truly build that relationship with our body, being okay with who we are. Like the first time I gave myself a face massage, which is one of my favorite pleasure practices, it felt so uncomfortable and so weird that I was like <laughs> touching myself in this way. <laughs> but as we go through this journey and continue on, we change the taboo into this thing of love and acceptance. And so we no longer have this like dark thing hanging over us that's an innate part of us. We're able to meet that with love, acceptance, playfulness, and that overspills into all of those different areas of our life. And I love that you touched on kind of the spectrum of what self-pleasure can be. And I always like to differentiate between masturbation and what I consider self-pleasure, what I mean when I say that. And like masturbation, I think of as like getting that quick one off, that little like burst of energy. And there's a time and a place for that. Like there's nothing wrong with that, but like self-pleasure is different. It's really that slowness, that journey building that relationship with yourself. There's no expectation of what this is going to look like about getting that performative orgasm. It's really building that connection, seeing what happens. And there's the non-sexual side of just like really relishing in your morning cup of tea or coffee or cacao, whatever it might be, just fully like feeling it come into your mouth, smelling it, just being with it can be so pleasurable and nourishing in itself. Mm. Then there's like the face massage, like I touched on that just feels so good. And that's something that's so accessible to all of us that generally we don't think about, I certainly didn't think about doing anything like that before this journey. And it feels so good and is so caring. And we deserve these things. Generally as women and mothers, we're giving, 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 caring, wishing the best for all these people in our lives. And we deserve that too. We deserve to enjoy these special moments, to feel this love. And we have the capacity to give this to ourselves. We don't need to depend on all these other people to provide this for us. And when we really 
feel empowered through that and really embody that, that's where we get that overflow. Our cup is so full. Our relationships with others flourish because again, there's not that like expectation or I need you for this. It's like, I got it. And like, we have all this bonus stuff that's magical in itself. Yeah. And yeah, it's just super powerful. (laughs) Yeah. I so resonate. And it's, it's a lot of what I work with as well of filling up your own cup and, slowing down that's what i really got from what you were sharing as well like even just enjoying that morning cup of tea or like i have cacao every single morning and i just i really practice sitting with it because in the past i've like made my cacao and then jumped on the laptop and just got busy and then i kind of have half my cacao and then I, i don't finish it and i remember with one of our sessions i was um that we did together i was making that commitment to myself to actually have my morning ritual before i touched my laptop and i found it so nourishing to actually just sit with my cacao and not have necessarily a guided practice but just to sit and be and to breathe and to follow my flow and to meet what was present and it's so nourishing just to actually slow down and fill up my own cup because I feel like as women and mothers, we do give so much and we do want the best for everyone. Um, yeah, and I find when, we've, when we're coming from that empty cup, how much do we actually have to give? Like I know when my cup's empty, I'm pretty short-fused <laughs> and I'm short-tempered and I'm like very irritable. I'm quick to get snappy because I'm just, I am so overstretched and I've given so much there's nothing left and I get real snappy. And then that impacts my family. It impacts my relationship with my partner. It impacts um, how I show up in my business. Like it impacts all areas of life and I don't feel good. No one around me is feeling good because I'm being that snappy and I don't have that presence. But when I actually meet those needs for myself, rather than kind of waiting for someone else to meet them, it actually feels really empowering as well, I find. And it's not about being overly independent where it's like, I don't need anyone. I can meet all my needs. It's really about actually cultivating that deep self-love and knowing that I can meet my needs. I can be here for myself, but I can also receive from others. I'm also worthy and deserving of receiving from others. But I have found when we create that wholeness within ourselves and say our partner is creating that wholeness within themselves we come together and create magic and it's really really Mm -hmm. profound rather than like putting all this heavy expectation and you must meet this need and like really causing a lot of friction so yes Mm -hmm. we can have needs in relationship we can have desires and boundaries and all of those beautiful things but it's coming from a different place of like love and connection and respect and honoring. Beautiful. And I completely agree. Like so much of this meeting our needs, like you said, it's not like I'm so independent. I can do this all by myself. It's that worthiness, that deservingness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got it all. And then the weight of that starts carrying on. Right. But that that cultivating that sense of worthiness and deservingness, like you said, it allows those connections to, yeah, you, you said it so well, it doesn't have those expectations tied to it, that performative side of it. And it opens up your capacity to receive, to really be open to that because you feel worthy of it. You feel deserving of it. You're able to really expand your presence in the moments you can tune into it. That's another thing that I've found is really common is that getting caught up in our head um, during different sexual experiences, being self-conscious, these different thoughts of like explorations and is this wrong? Should I be thinking of it? And all these different things. And so when you cultivate that sense of worthiness and deservingness and presence, you're able to just hone right in it open up your body and your system. And as you said, like, let that magic happen. It is truly incredible. These different levels of expansion and capacity you're able to unlock through moving through those steps, opening up and really owning it, loving it, accepting it, feeling worthy of it. Mm. Yeah. And something that's coming through for me as you share as well is 
how much more receptive we become when we have this self-pleasure practice, when we're prioritizing ourselves, when we're doing um, or declaring our worthiness and acknowledging how deserving we are, we actually become more receptive. So when we're meeting our needs, we're actually saying to ourselves, I deserve this. I deserve to have this time for me. When I'm practicing self-pleasure, I deserve pleasure. I am worthy of this. And then that actually opens us up to receive more of the goodness. So we're able to receive what our partner has to share, what our kids have to offer. I remember becoming a mom and realizing how hard it was for me to receive love. And I also struggled to love myself. And so this bundle of joy and love comes into my world and I didn't know how to receive it. It was actually really intense and overwhelming. And I found myself like pushing it away because it just felt like too much. And so I have found through this journey of filling up my cup and self-love, self-pleasure, I've actually become more receptive and I've softened. And now it's like I'm able to receive the love from my son. I'm able to be more present with him. Same with my partner. We have a deeper connection, deeper intimacy. I started speaking about, especially last year as I went through my own personal transformation, how much shifted in my relationship with my partner because of this work that we've both been exploring and the transformations that I've gone through has really opened me up to receiving the love that was always there, but I couldn't see it. I couldn't feel it. I couldn't receive it. I kept focusing on all the things that weren't right, all the things that were going wrong or that he wasn't doing um, that I, that even all the stories that we concoct about oh, he's doing this, it means he doesn't love me, or he's not doing that, it means he doesn't love me. And I couldn't see or feel the love was, that was always present in our relationship. And that came from a lot of armoring as well. And I held a lot of armor around the heart and a lot of armor around like the pelvic region as well. So definitely that self-pleasure was helping to really soften those walls and let love in. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it really speaks to the power, I think, of getting out of our minds and into our body and working on things in that body level. Because you touched on those different sides of the stories in our heads, these different expectations, pushing things away. And so much of that is up in our heads. Mm -hmm. And when we work through self-pleasure and having this journey, again, it's connecting with our body and being able to explore. And through coaching, you can do that on an even deeper level, really getting into that arm and things like that because what I think is just so incredible about self-pleasure and pleasure and using it as a healing tool is how it opens our nervous system right up Mm. how when our different senses are activated it's triggering the different areas of our brain we're balancing that nervous system between the sympathetic and parasympathetic so everything's firing and online and so that open things and allows us to truly rewire things at that deeper level. So when we're having our self-pleasure practice, we can bring in those different affirmations like love, softness, belonging, and feel into those while we're fully online in our pleasure. And it anchors those things on such a deep level compared to I haven't seen anything else that does it in that same deep way. Like you can embody and try and feel into it in the mirror and like those do do a little bit, but I find it tricky to like fully get into it. Yeah. But like the self-pleasure, you're opened up, you're fully online and just willing to receive that and you can imprint it and rewire those stories that are going on in our head choose what we want our beliefs to be choose how we want to act what our story is and self-pleasure is an incredible tool for just playing with that yeah and there's a lot of um conversation around like say with manifestation or like because when we come back to like that affirmation where we're speaking these affirmations trying to cultivate something or manifest something or experience something 
but the the words and the affirmations are only one part of the equation we want to really get into the vibration and the energy the frequency the feeling of what does it feel like to really be in the vibration of that affirmation and so self-pleasure really does open you up to that frequency to really feel like if this affirmation were already true how would I feel and how can I feel that now so I become the energetic vibrational match for it so it actually magnetizes to me rather than me trying to chase it and force it and get it and make it happen it's like I can actually receive it Um, because there's a lot of go 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 get get do do achieve trying to force things to happen trying to force the orgasm like trying to force our pleasure rather than actually just surrendering and receiving and being open to it so yeah I feel like self-pleasure is such a powerful tool for that absolutely that just mm, mm, yes (laughs) yeah (laughs) that weaves in that sex magic practice, right? Like we touched on in the very beginning, which I'm a big manifestation girl, have been like into law of attraction, affirmations, goal setting, all that stuff for a long, long time for most of my life. And working with sex magic is like taking all of that and putting it on steroids. Like it just (laughs) amplifies things so much. And when you think about it, how I explain it to people is, as I've said, our sexual energy is our life force energy. It's how we create life. It gives us life. It is the most such potent energy. And when we're able to use that to really cultivate our manifestations, like that is potent. Mm. And so working through that self-pleasure practice, calling in that five senses reality, really picturing everything that we're wanting to manifest. Again, that's opening up our senses, opening up all of the different areas of our brain, and then bringing that energy, shooting it into the universe and pulling it back down. And as I do that, it's just like integrating that full embodiment of being that energetic match for the manifestation. And it just, it sinks into you on a different level through a sex magic practice. It's amazing. Highly recommend it. How much more fun is that as well? Like compared to just doing affirmations or positive thinking or just doing like the goal setting. Like I love all that stuff too. And again, it all has its place and it's not wronging any of it, but it's just amplifying it. That's I love that Mm -hmm. word of it's adding to the journey, to the experience. And what I love about the process as well is you get to feel the way you desire to feel now. You don't have to wait for something to change in order to feel the way you want to feel. And it's a practice because obviously there's still that conditioning around like, I need to have this thing now. I need to have the external change before I can be happy. I do a lot of work with relationships. And so it's like, oh, well, I need my partner to do this in order for me to be happy in the relationship. It's, and I have found that to not be true all the time necessarily like in my case especially and the work that I've done with um, couples that I've worked with and it's actually it always starts with you I have found since shifting my internal world my inner landscape the stories the beliefs where I was focusing my energy the more that I filled up my cup and had boundaries like this is all stuff that I did within myself inner child healing trauma integration all of these things completely shifted my relationship with my partner um, with really all my relationships I was able to be more present and compassionate and understanding and actually meet a lot of my needs that I was needing or feeling like I needed someone else to meet and it's really empowering to realize that we can actually do a lot of this work for ourselves and shift a lot of our life within Um, We don't have to wait for someone else to save us or someone else to change. I find a lot of people are giving their power away a lot or they need to do this or this needs to change or something outside of me. And that creates a really deep powerlessness feeling, a a victim feeling of I can't change this and this is just how it's going to be and I have to just accept it. Same with coming back to the sexuality. It's this these stories and these conditionings that have 
we've experienced and received on the journey, it can make us feel really powerless to that we can actually change anything. But self-pleasure, I love today's topic around like self-pleasure bringing empowerment and self-confidence and it is a reclamation and realizing how truly powerful and creative we are and we already like we innately are it's not something that we have to like get from somewhere else it's inside of us and our self-pleasure can really help us to discover that within ourselves yes it's such a reclamation and really returning to the wisdom that already lays within all of us. I found that's really been a repeating theme through so many of my coaching sessions this week, especially, is just how much wisdom is already there. We just often need that slowness, that quiet, to be able to listen, to be able to tune in. And then when you add in the guidance through coaching with those inner child healing tools, trauma integration, those different things, you're able to walk through this incredible journey where these answers pour Mm. out of you. And I don't know about you, but like for me, for so many years, most of my life, really, it was looking for answers outside of myself. And I used to be a huge course buyer, like throughout my entrepreneurial journey over the years, it's like, okay, this course is going to change the game for me. (laughs) This business coach is going to give me all the answers, this, 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 this. And what it really comes down to is like, the wisdom is already within us. Yes, there's value in these different things and supports, but if that's constantly chasing, I suggest like go inward, tune into yourself, get quiet, get still. That wisdom is in all of us, but we truly need to be able to slow down and get quiet to hear it. And it's a relationship we're able to have with our body and our intuition. It takes time, but the more we start to notice these things, get these little nudges Mm. or these little intuitive hits and we follow them and we get validation in that. It begins to build this relationship and you can um, cultivate it more and more and it becomes stronger and you build that trust within yourself and then through that trust seeing these things coming um, after you take these actions that come from within not these external things that's where that confidence comes in right and it just slowly builds through this intuition and it's all the power that already is within all of us Mm. yeah it's it's pretty profound (laughs) it really is yeah um (laughs) Mm. I feel like there was something coming through but then I was just kind of getting lost in the experience of Mm -hmm. just like receiving what you had to share but it has been profound experiencing like receiving coaching sessions and I feel like that's been another layer of opening up to be to receive and to become more receptive and I have found like having a coach for me now, it feels essential. It doesn't feel like a luxury anymore. Something that I'll do at some point. It's like, oh my gosh, I just, I see the power in it. Um, but yeah, that, that feeling into that attunement. So the more that we have like, again, this self-pleasure practice, this time of connecting with yourself, the more that you become attuned to yourself, what really feels aligned rather than going after like, what's going to save me? What's going to get me out of this like panic or this fear? Like that's where a lot of us are making our decisions from is like, I need to be saved. I need to, I need, I need. And we're in this Mm -hmm. panic and this stress response and we jump into anything and everything super fast. And I've been there too. I found with the breath work, the training I did, it was like a, I need to do this and I have no idea how I'm going to make it happen, but I need to do it. And same with Vita, it was again, like that full body, like this is for me, but I have also been a course junkie. (laughs) I love to learn as well. Like I really, it's, it's definitely something I'm like frothing on. Like I just, I want to learn and learn all these beautiful things. 
but I have definitely had to practice slowing down before jumping into anything and everything and really tuning in. Is this aligned for me? And is this uh, the right time? And also discerning when I'm pushing something away that actually really is for me where I'm like, oh, no, no, it's not the right time. (laughs) And it's because it's confronting, but I know in my being that this is for me. And I found that's what I was doing a lot for a long time with getting support from a coach or a mentor was like, I could feel in my body, it's what I needed, but I didn't know how to listen to my body at the time. And I was like, not can't afford it or no, I don't have the time. And I would push away the people that really could have supported me. And instead I went the journey alone. And it's one of the hardest lessons I learned because I was alone for so long and it was so painful. And I'm always saying that the moment that I let myself receive that support and I found my first mentor that really aligned for me, it just changed everything. And I I was like, finally, I'm not alone in this. And I received such tremendous support from that very first woman that I let in. I was like, that's what I wanna give to the world. I wanna be able to do that for someone else. And it's like this kind of pay it forward experience of I received so much love and compassion and presence from her and it completely shifted so much inside of me. I was like, wow, there's actually people out there that can hold me in the way that I need to be held. And it was life changing. So there's that, I guess, balance or that art between like, how do I do that for myself? But also how do I let others in? to receive that support. Same with my partner. How do I let my partner fully in so we can have that deep connection so that we can support one another so we can have that deep love and intimacy. And it was really through that de-armoring around the heart and even like, I really love the, I really resonate with the breast massage practice and really opening up the heart and then moving in that opposite direction and filling up yourself with love. Um, I actually have a guided breast massage practice on my app for anyone that's kind of like, this is amazing, but where do I even start? (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's definitely one that I have found really beneficial. It's something that's definitely was confronting for me in the beginning and uncomfortable. I think a lot of them are, especially if you're new to self-pleasure and all of this stuff, it can be like, oh, that's weird. Or, oh, I feel shame or, oh, I feel discomfort. But the more we practice, the more we receive the benefits. And we're like, why didn't I start this sooner? <laughs> Absolutely. It's a journey and there's no rush. Like I just, I had touched on with self-pleasure. Like it's about the journey, not the destination. We can go slow. We can explore things at our own pace. And so that's like relishing in our morning cacao or tea or coffee. And that's like, okay, we've got that going out in nature, really taking in the beauty that's all around us. And then starting to play with more of those meditations. I love the honeypot one that I have available um, for free. And it does what I touched on with like sinking in those affirmations, melting them into your body. And there's no touching. Like it, it's a little bit different. It can be like, oh, what's going on? But it eases you into it. And then that breast massage one you just touched on, like that's such a beautiful, practice Mm. and it's so kind of nurturing for yourself it's very personal very loving Mm. and it's a great way to ease into things before moving into like the more fully turned on pleasure practices with all the things all the senses the sex magic like it's a journey we can all take our time working through things in a way that works for us and there's so many options available yeah just connecting to all the the sensations like it doesn't like Mm -hmm. you say it doesn't have to be going straight for like the deep sexual self-pleasure practices of course if that's what you feel called into go for it but it can also be like some of those more like self-nurturing self-caring feeling things like even like for me i love chocolate and it's like rather than just scoffing something down it's like take your time and slow and like taste it and feel the texture and 
or if you're out in nature and you've got bare feet in the earth like feel the earth in between your toes and just like feel all the sensations and slow down <laughs> smell the roses and enjoy your life rather than like rushing and racing only to get to the end too fast <laughs> let's enjoy it <laughs> yeah i feel like the biggest message of this conversation is slow down and be present like one thing i've started doing more and more on walks is like touching the moss and the trees as i walk by like before i'd walk i might soak it in but adding in that touch and just like really being present with the yeah. sensations what you're noticing is just yeah it connects you so much deeper to yourself and to the earth to universe to all of those that are around us it's so special yeah it's so funny because um, I have had like a deep conditioning around busyness and I even like I've delved into human design and I've got like the busyness channel as well. So it's like I'm going to be busy no matter what, but there is like a way to be empoweredly busy and enjoyably busy and just being busy for the sake of being busy. And I was more often <laughs> the latter and just like distracting and busying myself and i didn't seem I couldn't seem to like just stop and slow down so it's been such a practice for me to be slow and I would go for walks with my partner I was like I kind of grew up in suburbia where it's like nature walks wasn't a normal thing for me and then meeting my partner who's from New Zealand it's like nature 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 and we would go for walks and he would be so slow it would be so infuriating <laughs> like i'm like on the walk like on a mission like i'm going to get to the end and i'm going to turn around and go all the way back <laughs> or i'm going to do the loop as fast as possible i'm like i've got a place to go and he's there just like barefoot taking his time touching the trees and i really just like holding the trees and just feeling the energy i'm like what are you doing hurry up like <laughs> come get a on. move on it yeah and I would just get so infuriated <laughs> and like now it's it's so funny because I'm having conversations and I'm supporting so many people to slow down and go I guess against that grain because it was so foreign to me it's something that I've really had to practice and I still have to practice um, because it's not natural for me and that's okay. I enjoy the times where I'm busy, but I also have become so attuned to my body where I know it's like my body is saying no more, like we need to rest now. Um, mm -hmm. And I listen. And when I push, I pay the price. <laughs> and so it's much better for me to actually listen to that sign and say to myself, you know what, we're not going to get everything on the to-do list done today. And that's okay. I love you anyway. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So relatable, like fellow manifesting generator, like all about the busyness, the go, 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 the accomplishments and a few things that I love that you touched on, but being able to go, know when to go when you're fueled by that passion, that different project you're working on or the conversations, whatever it might be. And then having that attunement to your body to notice like, okay, pushing it a little bit hard. Let's sleep in a little bit extra this morning and I don't need to beat myself up about it. Or let's take this time to rest or decompress instead pushing, pushing, pushing just to get the thing done for the um, sake of getting it done. Yeah. Um, it's so helpful. And when you're touching on like coming up in suburbia and those differences in the walking, you made me realize I have a city walk and I have a nature walk. <laughs> like, <laughs> when I'm out and about, I'm like a fast worker I or fast walker. I'm on a mission, like go, go, yeah. go. My kids are like rushing to keep up with me. But then when it comes to nature and I live in a small town, West Coast of Canada, like I'm right by the ocean, surrounded by forests and I'm so much slower. And my husband's the one like up ahead, like, come on, come on. And I'm just like at the back with our youngest kid, like taking our time, touching the moss and the trees and 
I think it also goes to show that like we can choose the time and the place for things. Yeah. Like we can have both. It's not like one way is the right way. Yeah. We can thrive in certain busier situations, working on whatever we're working on, or perhaps life just has a busier time. We just yeah. had a big birthday weekend with some different things leading up to it. Sometimes things are like that, but through having this attunement and connection with yourself it's tuning in understanding when to have those breaks choosing when to slow down bring in more of that yeah. presence and it allows that harmony between the two instead of the go 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 and crash yeah because i find when we do that we end up having this crash and this burnout that leads to like what i notice for me if i don't listen to when my body's like all right it's time to rest then I go into that burnout, I go into that fatigue and that irritability and short fuse. And I end up needing, like I get, my body pretty much forces me to stop. And so I might be out of action for a week or two weeks or a month and I'm extra emotional. And I've really just got to honor that and really sit with it. And I've, cause I've gone too far and I've overstretched myself. Rather, if we found that, that balance which can evolve like you say with different seasons of life different things that are going on but finding that unique balance of oh okay yeah now's the time to go and to do all these things and I've got the energy for it now it's actually time for me to slow down and I have an incredible um guest uh, podcast episode coming up as well where we actually talk about the different types of rest um there's like mm. seven types of rest and she actually added an eighth, which was really cool um, as well. And I was like, wow, this is so enlightening because you kind of just think, oh, rest, what am I meant to just lay down? And it's like, not necessarily. It's sometimes it's putting away technology. Sometimes it's going for the nature walk. Sometimes it's like just having some hibernation and not socializing. And it's really fascinating of how to attune to what are our needs and also what are our needs when it comes to rest rather than it's just like, oh, I've got to go to bed early and then just get up and do the same thing. Um, yeah. And it's quite fascinating as well. What else was, was coming up when you were talking about the different dynamics of the people, like when we're, some of us are fast, some of us are like slow. I have found my partner is always more of that kind of present slowness wanderer. He's a, he's a massive wanderer, <laughs> like just <laughs> so um, curious about all the surroundings but it's funny, I remember when my mum came to visit me in New Zealand, I didn't even realise how much of a mission walker I was until she's like, where are you going? Stop, slow down, why are you going so fast? <laughs> I was like, oh, I didn't even realise I was walking that fast. This is just what I, how I normally walk. And I had to actually slow down so she could keep up. And that, made, that was like a massive little, like, it was like a click for me of, oh, where am I rushing to? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's it's quite profound when we start to really come back to ourselves come back into our body reconnect and realize that this rushing around is actually causing us to miss out on so much and so much of life and it doesn't like I like how you said it doesn't mean being slow all the time there is a, a time for the goal and the busy and that activation and that energy. I love those times, but I also love honoring my time of rest, <laughs> my time for mm -hmm. self-pleasure, my time for just being rather than like needing to do all the things. Yeah, it's all about those cycles and those seasons and comes back to that tuning in with our body and what we need. We all have that time of summer, that time of activity and socialization and all of these things coming to fruition. And we all have our winter, that time for rest and reflection and hibernation and slowing down and everything in between. And they ebb and flow throughout all different seasons of life. And for women with menstrual cycles, we're going through that every month in our own way, in addition to the external seasons. And so yeah. it's really powerful being able to tune into that. And I, is that podcast episode already out? I need to check it out or I'm looking yeah, forward to um, hearing it when it's released. That sounds really interesting. Yeah, Not yet, um, but it will be shortly. Um, 
so stay tuned <laughs> but i'll definitely um notify you once it's released it's an incredible episode with the beautiful phoebe hart um but yeah that'll be coming out shortly yeah that sounds like a really great episode and i will be interested to check out the different phases of rest because i've noticed for myself and i think it's a really common thing for moms especially after the kids go to bed it's like okay the only time i have for myself is to scroll at the end of the night until i stay up too late and then crash and go to bed and that perpetuates that exhaustion Mm -hmm. cycle although it might seem restful like not doing much scrolling, it really is a big energy suck. And that was a huge turning point for me in my journey and putting the screen down and bringing in that meditation, that journaling and that pleasure practicing. And it's that more nourishing rest that really feeds into ourselves compared to disconnecting from ourselves. I found like that scrolling can become a real habit and almost like an addictive pattern and it can Absolutely. be a, for a lot of us like a way that we distract it's very mm-hmm. overstimulating um it's i find it very numbing for myself personally like there is a difference for me because i'm not really much of a scroller myself but i've definitely found in the past when i have been way too much on social media or any of that it's like it actually can be really numbing um, and disconnect me from my body Whereas now when I scroll with intention of maybe I'm looking for inspiration or I've also um, decluttered my social space. So I unfollow the people that I no longer resonate with. I remove myself from like, say, Facebook groups that I'm no longer feeling resonant with and I clear the space. And I feel like that's a really important way to clear the clutter, clear our energy fields and attune to what actually is nourishing for us to receive that feels really important to keep those spaces as clean as possible and then when I scroll I feel more inspired and I feel like I get the messages that are really aligned for me Um, but yeah like I said I'm not much of a scroller myself but yeah I have found that even when I have got caught in it a little bit here and there I'm like actually this feels kind of depleting So yeah, Mm -hmm. having that self-pleasure practice, especially at the end of the day, because that's our time to wind down. So you really Mm -hmm. want to honor that winding down and that connecting with yourself and filling up your cup. And I find you'll have a much more restful sleep as well, much more nourishment in your sleep. That's when we're like resting and digesting and restoring so we can have the energy and the clarity for the following day. But if we're consuming right before we go to bed, I find that affects our sleep as well as when we're having overstimulated, like watching TV or consuming social media, it actually keeps the brain firing. So even when we've gone to sleep, it still takes quite a while for the brain to actually wind down and we miss out on that quality sleep. Yeah, absolutely. For that restore and repair. And you can think about like taking similar amounts of time or even saving time, like for those who might be scrolling at the end of the night, swapping out, okay, let's put the phone down for this night or this many nights a week, bring in a pleasure practice instead, that's 30 minutes, Mm -hmm. probably scrolling for that, if not longer. And then you get all of those added benefits from it, not only all the pleasure stuff we talked about, but like you said, you're able to fall asleep faster, have that better quality sleep, start your day off feeling good. It has that landslide effect of all of these different things that really supports you and nourishes you with that one simple flip of something you can do once, two, three times a week. I love that because a big block for many people when it's like doing this work, it's I don't have the time because that never ending to-do list is so full. I don't have the time for another thing to do. And it's like, well, when we actually look at where we're investing our energy and our time, we actually have an abundance of time. It's just a story we're, we're telling ourselves. Mm-hmm. And yet even just even start with one night a week, even like five minutes. It doesn't have to be super long to start with, but you'll find that you love it so much you'll want to extend it and you'll want to do yeah. it more regularly. And then the more that you do, you'll have even more benefits and then that becomes a new habit. So, yeah, thank you for bringing that piece too to it like it's a a beautiful um 
kind of closing of like, this is how you can actually implement this in your life. And there's so many options and practices available and we've definitely dived into quite a few of them to get people started. So thank you so much for, for being here. Um, is there anything else that you would like to share to close the conversation? And then I'd love for you to share just maybe something, um, some of the things that you're doing now, if you have any current offerings you'd like to share, how people can find you. Sure. Thank you. And thank you so much for this conversation and for those listening in. Um, if you're tuning in and your interest is peaked with everything that we're talking about, you feel this pull. If you're like, oh yeah, I got to do this, like go on, get into it. But if you're someone who's like, mm, like this seems a little bit weird, but like I'm curious or just feeling a little uncertain, um, I go back to that message of like tuning in to yourself, letting go of those different messages, learned beliefs, conditioning, the fear of judgment that may be affecting that decision of how to go forward with it. And really tune into yourself, trust your curiosity and your nudges, and feel free to explore in a way that works for you. Take your time, but this is such powerful, powerful work that can be done in a myriad of ways. And so I just encourage those listening to follow their heart, follow their yoni, mm -hmm. and just begin to explore and try things out here. I highly doubt you'll regret it. I haven't met anyone yet who has. <laughs> <laughs> and in terms of different ways you can connect with me and different offers I have available, the honeypot practice I touched on, which is so good for infusing those qualities you want to embody around your sexuality, your confidence, different things like that is available for free on the website. I have a library of meditations and practices that those listening can pick and choose from depending on where you're at in your journey, going from more yoni breathwork style, the honey pot, going into awaken your senses or the sex magic practice, which I just love. So that's all available there. And I do have a guided nourishing through pleasure um, challenge mini course. It started out as a five-day challenge and realized there's just so much great information in there and it can be more approachable to take your time going through it. So I've stretched it to an offering that those interested can go through at their own pace. Going over at like five-ish weeks is great and being able to take that time to try those different practices a couple of times a week while learning more and more about your sexual energy your life force energy, the non-sexual pleasure practices, the sexual ones. It's a really great way to begin that exploration. So that's available on the website as well. And if you just want to tune in and connect, um, the Unapologetic Moms Club podcast is where I release weekly episodes, sometimes twice if I'm feeling inspired, and Instagram at janine.mckinnon. And I'll send all the links to you. Beautiful. Thank you so much. I'll make sure all those links are below to make it easy and smooth for everyone to find um, all of these incredible offerings and also to connect with you. Highly recommend following Janine on Instagram um, to really get that, that dose of inspiration and that reminder to really prioritize your self-pleasure as well. Um, it's always lovely to see you pop up on my feed. So mm -hmm. Keep doing all of your amazing things. Um, I look forward to tuning into your podcast as well. Thank you so much. Thank you. You are invited to join me on an incredible journey. Deep Pleasure is a six-week activation journey beginning February 15th, where we will be connecting live every week for six weeks. This is for the woman who is ready to connect to herself, her body, her pleasure in a deeply loving way so that she can experience deep pleasure, tap into her power and truly enjoy life. 
By joining deep pleasure, you will connect to your body, expand your capacity to feel deep pleasure, joy, and orgasmic bliss. Cultivate inner safety and feel secure within yourself to be authentically and unapologetically yourself and to confidently express yourself. You will also transform your sexual narrative so that you can sexually thrive and feel more connection, intimacy, and aliveness. Accessing your pleasure will support you in creating the life you deeply desire and thriving in all areas of your life. For being in your pleasure causes you to become magnetic for what you deeply desire. Doing this deep internal work for yourself is absolutely life-changing and will transform your relationship to yourself and really open you up to having these beautiful new experiences and I can't wait to share this journey with you. If you would like to learn more about Deep Pleasure, my six-week activation journey, I have popped the link below in the description. I am so excited to share this journey with you. And I'm even more excited for you to tap into that deep love, deep pleasure and aliveness inside of yourself. Thank you so much for listening to the Good Girl Unleashed podcast. If you are loving this content, go ahead and subscribe to be notified of upcoming episodes. Please leave a five-star review to help me get these powerful teachings and practices to those who need it. If you would like to submit a question or would like to know more about how we can work together, send me an email to info at So much love to you, beautiful human. Until next time.